lots of self-discovery and exploration and nurses. Pick a wiki or whatever the hell the guy's name is from the first movie. Oh, we talk a little funny up here, don't we? Movie freaks. I didn't watch that like for the third or fourth time. Enough. Until next year. Ah, that, that, that. Movie freaks. Yay! <laughs> Awful. You step on a nail, you're probably gonna die of infection, but here's my titties! Movie freaks. Just, I just don't like it when people I don't know and who do not or have not done my job try to explain my job to me. Like, like I don't know what I'm doing. It just, that, that irks me so bad. Like, I've been doing this for 16, 18 years. And I, th I think I know what I'm doing. I think I know how many emails I get a day. I think I'm aware of that. I, I've, yeah, yeah, I've been doing this shit a while. Uh, but, Problems, problems. There's so many problems. There's so many problems in the. In, why don't you come and help? Do, why don't you stay on? Do the no, nope. I'm out. On all all these problems and problems and problems. Very very shortly, they're all gonna be your problems, not my problems. That's what I'm thinking in my head because I'm just not going to solve them, and that's now no longer my problem. It's just funny that you say this. I'm like, ah, oh, this. I have been there and done that, sir. Now, to, on a obviously different scale and level, but uh, I, I know what you speak of to a certain to a certain extent. Yeah. Oh yeah. But <sighs> whatever. Um. That, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Opening bitch sesh. Yes. Complete for me. Now, now, do we want to move on to the dog? Because I can bitch about that too. Oh, the dog! Oh, because I I have plenty to bitch about with the sick kid and. <laughs> hey. mm. I'm not. Mm. I, I I can say this because he listens to the show, but I'm I'm not worried about that other thing because Anthony will get it all straightened out. Yeah, he'll straighten. He said something to me the other day, and he's totally right. You give that. I, he said a year or two, I think, and I I think more like six months. He's going to be running that department. Hmm. For real. Once they realize the amount of work they got going. Oh, not my problem. Anthony will kill it, though. Um, anyway. I'm Eric. Hey, and I'm Eugene. How's it going with you, sir? <sighs> um, <laughs> oh, it's been a roller coaster ride of whimsical, adventure shenanigans with kids. Barf. Oh, okay, well, I, I might as well. Let's just while we're while we're in the intro stuff here. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a good three three whiskeys in two nights ago, and I just finished up. Oh, what was that Critters Part One on Blu-ray? I think I yeah doesn't matter whatever. Um, and I'm up in bed, and we're getting ready to <laughs> getting ready to start. Uh, Home Alone Part Two for the I think the third night trying to <laughs> which up. <I'll, laughs> <laughs> Which I'll get into that more later. Um, and down comes Lucas. Well, first he's, he coughs and then my wife runs up because he's sick. Comes back down. Yeah, he's, he's sick, whatever. And then a little bit later, down comes our son Lucas. He's like, um, I threw up. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Uh, I threw up, uh, in, in my room. Well, in my, in Eugene, three drinks deep mind thinking, oh, he threw up right beside his bed. He like was laying there and blop, threw up on the floor. Well, that sucks, but, 
let's go get his blankie and his little stuffed animal and, you know... And then, uh, as a father of two boys, that's not an unreasonable thought to have three whiskeys or not. I would have thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I throw on some sweatpants and sprint on upstairs like I'm just, you know, this big badass dad going to help out his kid. And <laughs> my wife and I were going to tag team. And as, as I'm walking into his room... Um, in the dark, there's like, he has a tiny little Christmas tree with Christmas lights on it. So I can, I can kind of see, I can see in front of me. I'm like, well, I don't want that too much bright light might wake up my other son, even though his door is closed. It's just, you can just something about, do they have separate rooms? They have separate rooms, but still like that bright light shines underneath your door, like underneath the door. So I just, just ramble right on into his room as my bare feet just mush down into a real fresh, steamy, hot pile of, of uh, vomit, um, and it oozes right up through my toes, and I just, I just freeze. I'm like, this is not happening. I'm like, now get a hold of yourself, Eugene, because you are, you know, kind of liquored up, and you just, you know, get your wits about yourself. You know, handle your shit. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's fine. Let's just, let's just hobble over to the bathroom. And so I hobbled over to the bathroom, and um, and for the I, for the life of me, I could not get hot water out of the bathtub that night. At 11.30 p.m. I, I, I waited and waited. I'm like, I can't take this, the smell of curdled ice cream that, you know, he, he got sick oh. after he ate some ice cream. It was, it was awful. It, it awful. So finally I'm like, well, it's, it's now time to just wash your feet off with, uh, baby shampoo or kid shampoo and freezing cold water. It, there's barf on my sweats. It was, it was horror movie nightmare. Um, but yet somehow, somehow the booze helped. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know what? I'm feeling good. This is, you know, just be cool, Eugene. Everything's cool. (laughs) Be pissed off tomorrow morning. Yeah. So anyway, and then somehow I ended up sleeping in the basement. I don't ask me how. I was like, I'm sleeping in the basement. I figured that Lucas would come down and sleep in our room, which he did. I'm like, I'll, whatever. I usually sleep on the couch. Yeah. Didn't didn't you know that? I mean, I, I do. And, uh, the wife will, after a while, the wife will complain, and then I'll come to bed, and then one of us can't sleep because the other one's snoring, and then, then mm-hmm. she doesn't complain for a few days. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and actually, so then last night, I'm like, oh, finally back in my bed, good to go. 2 a.m. in the morning, and it's like, all of a sudden, Joni becomes Reagan from The Exorcist, and just like, wham, on the bed. She's a fast asleep, and she just, boom, it's like the power of Christ or something, and I mean, she slams down, like, it's like she was having some crazy dream, but she like... Just, she didn't, she, when she like turned over, she like really like smashed against the, and I'm like, oh, I'm awake and I'm scared shitless and I'm awake, gonna be awake for the next hour. So that was, mmm, <laughs> let's talk about movies. What time was that? Did you say? Uh, 2 a.m.? 15. Oh, see, that's when you, that's when you pour another, another drink and go down. <laughs> the, that's what I do. <laughs> I don't even, if I know I'm gonna be up, up for a solid hour, then to hell with it. I'll, I'll just, I, because I knew, I knew at that point, I'm like, well, that's, that's it. I'm, that scared the complete shit out of me. Um, the, the cutoff on that is like four o'clock. You know, yeah. you, you, that, you're that two to three range. You're okay yet, but. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, and I had cotton mouth from the cheese puffs I was eating and. Because <laughs> they're salty, you see. <laughs> anyway, there. Oh, I'm starting to really fucking hate this dog, by the way. This oh, yeah, big, so tell, yeah, guess piece of shit that we, we, we switched her over to our brand of food and that always comes with a transfer period. So we knew it was going to be happening, but it was like, 
I came down and my wife came down before me, but she came down, I came downstairs and there's like five spots in the kitchen where there's foamy carpet cleanery shit. And I'm just like, oh, she shit. She's like, yep, it was all liquid diarrhea shit. Oh. And like, great. And then the next night I, and her shit smells so bad that it wakes me up on the couch when it happens. It's that awful. Like I'll be, I literally was two o'clock in the morning. Uh, 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 Demi shit. The Gorgon must have shit somewhere. So I walk out into the kitchen and yep, there's three or four more little liquidy piles. And, and this, here's what pisses me off the most about it though. And I'm, sh- I guarantee this has to also happen in your house because this is the kind of thing we deal with. Uh, whenever we have to use that carpet pet cleaner stuff, it is never in the same place, and it pisses me off. So I have to now. I got to go hunt through the house for through all the cleaning oh, huh. products to mm-hmm. go try and find the thing that we've been using. Finally, I, I found it, and it was empty. Why didn't you put it in the trash? Why did you put it back? Um, so yeah, get my bucket and some hand soap and some water and my brush, and I'm down there scrubbing, scrubbing, dub dubbing. At three or two thirty in the morning, my wife comes down when I'm all the wet spots, and she's like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "Yep, oh yeah, that's a lot of fun." <sighs> yeah, yeah. That actually, not to keep going back and forth with stories, but uh, the other, like this before, maybe this is what got Lucas sick. Um, we went upstairs, uh, and uh, Hudson was washing Lucas's hair in the bathtub with uh, toilet bowl cleaner. He had toilet bowl cleaner all, it, yeah. <laughs> Yep, just a hair full of toilet bowl cleaner. I was, I was, I was so pissed off. I, I said things. I, roulette. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, that, that's quite a scene. Look at the kids covered in toilet bowl cleaner. Oh, and you're just, like, I mean, you're like roulette. <laughs> oh, I mean, just just kryptonite colored hair. And, uh. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yep. and of course, it was into the bathtub, and it was, yeah. And Lucas was just sitting there, just. Butt-ass naked with toilet bowl cleaner dripping <laughs> off his head and just like, hey, it's what if he decided to do it. So I just sat here. I'm like, you're eight years old. Like, take control. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that might that might have an effect on the stomach. Might, uh, <laughs> keep, keep the number for the CDC around for poison control or whatever, yeah. though. <laughs> Amazing. It's oh, so I was I, seriously. I was expecting. Hudson to have the toilet bowl, the the, the actual uh, brush that you clean the shitters out. I was actually expecting him to be scrubbing his head with that piss. <laughs> you would have taken a picture of that, right? I think, in my fury, I don't know if I could have, but boy, that would have been great. That would have even even like without the the brush, that would have been great to have a picture of this bright blue or whatever. Like, uh, uh, we're we're at the ten minute mark. It is time to move on okay. to the real B- bitch sesh over. <laughs> Time to move to the roulette! Whee! It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the roulette, it is Outlaw King up against May the Devil Take You. And I get to go first. We. Outlaw King from 2018. In 14th century Scotland, Robert the Bruce claims the crown and leads a fierce uprising to win back the country's independence from English rule. Starring Chris Pine and Aaron Taylor Johnson. He was kick-ass, right? I believe so, yes. That does sound right. Uh, I do not know where he was in this movie. I, I did, I, until the end credits came up and I was like, Aaron Taylor Johnson? What? I never even saw him, so. Yeah, that's beard, him. Beard and 
long hair. I don't know which guy he was, but he, he didn't say. I, I didn't notice. Um, anyway, uh, this was a good movie. I give it a thumbs up. I think you should keep it in the queue and definitely check it out sometime. Did I love it? I don't really want to say I loved it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't. There, there is, there's no negatives here on the technicals for me. It's, I mean, you do know that, like, Braveheart, you're, you're familiar with that movie, Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, as far as I've understand it, that is pretty much a bullshit version of the way the real story went down. And none of it happened that way, and he got a lot of facts wrong, and really changed some people around, and blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, Robert the Bruce was in that movie as well. He was the one oh, that I... kind of betrayed him a little bit. So, basically, this picks up right kind of where that movie ended. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that movie is is factual. I'm just saying that at the beginning of this, William Wallace is on the run, and then he was captured and killed, like, in the first five minutes, it's all off screen. They're just talking about it. So it picks up from there and moves forward of Robert the Bruce and taking over, which is Chris Pine. And in a weird way, it's a total mirror of that movie. A lot of the same things happen, and... It's, it's almost like a retelling. I wonder if they just weren't going for a factual version of that story. And I would have to do some research to actually find out if that's the truth or not. But it, it just seemed like that was the, 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 um, Braveheart was a Hollywoodized version of the story. And this was probably the more accurate telling of it or something thereof. Uh, but I give it a thumbs up and good performances all around. It was, so a couple moments of extreme gore. There was, there was this one, it was shocking about halfway through, uh, how they killed this guy, but it was gross. And I was like, I wish Eugene would watch it just for that. <laughs> oh, so, uh, uh, in, officially that is off the, uh, movies to watch with wife list. Yeah. I mean, it's not gory all the way through. I mean, they're in the battles. There's like one, see, Braveheart had several battles along the way and this one, Kind of has little skirmishes along the way, but then it has a big battle towards the end. And I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. It was, it's a little uneven pace like that, but that's why I think it's probably more realistic to how the real story mm-hmm. was. Um, I gotta quit saying, um, I do that all the time. Um, 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 um. I say, I say <laughs> wow all the time. Like, like Owen Wilson, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I, uh, every time I listen back to our episodes, I'm like, Why? shut up, Eugene, quit saying wow. <laughs> and hit the table. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, good uh, good movie. I give it a thumbs up and keep it in the queue, if only to even see that one gory bit. Man, was that freaking gross. It kind of came out of left field for me, but uh, anyway. Uh, tell me about May the Devil Take You. May the Devil Take You. Okay, from Timo to Gigento. Yes. Um... Uh, so this is, um, kind of sort of a cross between Evil Dead and, uh, The Grudge. Kind of sandwich those together and film it in Indonesia and out, out pops May the Devil Take You. And if that sounds cool to you, then right off the bat, then this is a movie that you should check out. Um, I quite liked this movie. In fact, once it was done, I actually had to go back and rewatch the last, like, 45 or so minutes because it was getting to be hazy the night that I watched it. And I kind of recall you and I were texting back and forth about something we were bitching about. And so this is subtitled. So I was not getting everything and it is 
kind of plot heavy, especially with how things progress. So I went back and rewatched the last 45 minutes, which for a roulette says something right off the bat. Uh, I quite liked this movie and I think that not think I'm pretty positive. If you can, if you can, um, take out the fact that it is kind of a ripoff of the grudge and evil dead. If you, you know, like, okay, I get it. It's that, um, it's really well made. It has a couple of extremely gory moments and anything voodoo esque. I love voodoo type stuff. Um, basically the, the, the synopsis of the story is, uh, this guy, which very, very well shot beginning where this, this middle-aged man, he is obviously making a deal with a witch lady, something in his house. And the feel of it was very similar to 2013's, uh, Evil Dead. Very similar. It had, it had a similar feel for some reason. And, um, basically we find out that he wanted fame and fortune. He got it. Um, I'm not going to spoil the movie because I do think you should watch this. And the listeners out there, if you're into horror movies, you should watch this. But, uh, this, this, uh, his success turns bad. And, uh, this curse is pretty much carried down to his family, uh, his wife and kids. And there's, there's a divorce in there, I believe, or whatever, or maybe a, I, anyway. Uh, but there's two separate, there's like this one girl or which our main protagonist, she's from this one mom. And then the other ones are from the other mother, I guess. And I'm trying to be kind of vague here, but anyway, they all converge to the, the house where this took place. And then we kind of turn into the whole grudge, evil dead possession type stuff. There was the movie, oh, what was it called a couple of years ago? Um, that had a kind of similar, uh, premise. Uh, you, I know that you watched it too. And I forget, ah, oh, shit, I forget what that was called. It's, it's like on Netflix or something. Yeah, it was on Netflix. I, I know that you watched it. Um, bear with me here one second because Not I recalling wanna... anything good of a ghosty movie that I've watched. In the last year or so. <laughs> it was directed by Victor Garcia, which he made the awful Hellraiser Revelations, but he also has made The Damned. And it was on Netflix, and I am i know that we've talked about it before, but yeah, I quite... I remember... I, I, did, I did watch that. I'm just trying to remember what it was about. Uh, they This family... I think it's a Spanish movie. This family is involved in a car accident, and they go to this inn, and there's a, there's a girl locked in the basement. They... When they unlock the basement door or whatever, it's evil dead ensues, basically. Hmm. People get possessed. Anyway, it's something kind of similar. But, uh, this one here is very well made. It's, uh, it is too long at an hour and 50 minutes. It, it definitely could have, uh, it, it is plot heavy, but you could have done away with some of that stuff and made it a little, a little bit more tight. But as it is for a roulette, that's a thumbs up. I quite enjoyed it. If you, can handle the subtitles, which I don't mind. If, if the movie's good, I can handle the subtitles. But uh, just enough gore here and there, to, especially with the voodoo stuff. There's some great... There's a little voodoo doll that uh, one of the possessed uses on one of the girls, and I'm like, ooh, that's, that's bone-breakingly fun <laughs> times, something. So anyway, thumbs up. It was good. Cool. Uh, okay, next round. <clears throat> Of course, I went to look something up, and then I got off my page. Okay, here we go. Coming your way, Cam. After a lookalike takes over her account, a Cam girl with a growing fan base sets out to identify the mysterious culprit and reclaim her own identity. And I've heard some good reviews of this online from some of my friends. Hmm. Um, FYI, so... Okay. There you go. 
Mystery Science Theater 3000 has another season out. I've started watching some of it. Holy shit, is it crazy? And what's on there but Lords of the Deep. So I thought, I, in an order to entice you to watch another one of these underwater movies, and the one that I've been looking for for 30 years, I thought, what better than the Mystery Science Theater version of it? I don't think you're going to lose anything in the quality of the film because it's crap, but uh, this would finally get you to see the movie that I've been talking. I've literally been talking to you about that movie since before we had a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's on that season, so you should... Yeah, there's an option for you. And lastly, The Christmas Chronicles. After accidentally crashing Santa's sleigh, a brother and sister pull an all-nighter to save Christmas with a savvy, straight-talking Saint Nick, played by Kurt Russell. Um, that screams Eugene, uh, not me. But we'll see what he has to say about it, and maybe I'll watch it. Okay, and heading your way, How It Ends. 2018... Uh, this is a desperate man tries to return home to his pregnant fiance after a mysterious apocalyptic event turns everything to chaos. Theo James is in it. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else. Forrest Whitaker is in this one. So there, that adds a level of, uh, polish, I would imagine. Uh, it's pushing two hours, so just keep that in mind. But, uh, I, it's in a uh, Netflix original, so that, to me, that at least there's some money thrown at it. Hopefully it's, it's decent. Um, next up is Stink. And this is a documentary from 2015. I figured that's time to throw a documentary up on the roulette again. Stink, uh, oh, hold on here. I'm on IMDb and, I've, and every now and then there's like a great, like one to two sentence synopsis and then the other, then some, some other times and there's like, oh, it's a big paragraph. Yeah. Um, Stink opens with a foul smell and a pair of kids' pajamas and a single father. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Entertaining, enlightening, and um, at times almost absurd. Stink takes you on a mad cat journey for the retailer to, to the laboratory through corporate boardrooms. Oh, for Christ's sakes. It's about right. stinky <laughs> right up, It's about stinky things. Right up until uh, the, a dad wanders upstairs and steps in some vomit. Yes, yes. It's Stink, the story of Eugene. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... And, uh, Seven in Heaven. Ah, uh, what is this thing? 2018. Uh, this is a horror sci-fi hour and 35 minutes. PG-13, though, so, meh. Uh, 16-year-old Jude discovers that each and every one of his fears is true. And this may or may not be another Netflix original, but, um, it's roulette and, um, I'm just out of curiosity, Chris... Eigman is the director. I always like to see who the director is, just to see if there's anything else that, uh, the, the okay, well, well, never mind. Well, he did one other movie, Turn the River from 2007. Um, yeah, well, there you so, go. Is this an anthology? I don't, boy, that'd be kind of cool if it would be, because then, you know, if there's a couple of well, I mean, I'm and, think of Seven in Heaven, and he's saying each one of his fears is true. Maybe there's seven shorts. Um, I don't know. Yeah, hey, man, it's roulette yep. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm going to take How It Ends. Okay. I've been wanting to watch that one. That'll give me the kick in the pants to get it done. Uh, it okay. passed the trailer test for me when I first came out. I looked, watched that, and it looked pretty sweet. So Okay. Um, and for me, keep Cam on the list, because... Uh, I will. Does... One of us is going to watch that. That sounds cool. Yeah, it does. I agree. Uh, but Christmas Chronicles, I mean, Kurt Russell, come on. I'm all about that, and I'm always looking for movies to watch with my wife, and a uh, wholesome Christmas movie fits the bill. That's right up my alley. All right. 
Next week, it'll be how it ends up against Christmas Chronicles. Maybe that's how it ends, with the Christmas Chronicles. With the Christmas, yes. The end. <laughs> of everything. Our podcast, our... <laughs> You'll just find us sitting in a tub, pouring bleach on each other's head. Oh. And... <laughs> just, yeah, bleach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, and the water would be vomiting. <laughs> Uh, I'll start telling Eugene how to do his job. Okay, there you go. That's the roulette for this episode. And let's move on. You want to do a little bit of rabbit trail before we get on to Powerhouse of Recently Watched. And I actually have a little bit of rabbit trail, too. Okay. Yes, um, I did. So, since I... Well, it's my turn to go first. Great. Uh, so there's a whole slew of Netflix shows that have been announced that are in production uh, or just flat out coming to Netflix. And I wanted to get your opinion on some of them. And these are ones that... Like I said, they're either making them, or have announced that they're going to make them, or uh, well, there's one on here that they're not making. They're, it's just the first time it's ever going to be streamed anywhere. Okay. So I'm just going to run through the list, and real quick. Uh, Pacific Rim, they're anime. They're doing an anime series with Pacific Rim. Uh, Big Mouth Season 3. Booyah, I got picked up for another season. You are going to watch that show at some point. <laughs> uh, and they made a big deal with uh, Roland Dahl. You familiar with his work? Yes, yes. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, the BFG, and like seven others, which that's pretty sweet. Uh, they're producing it, Ultraman. Uh, that that's an old anime. I think it was an old anime. If not, it was a kaiju thing. Okay, but it was from back in the day. But they're doing a anime version of that, which I thought was cool. Uh, Neon Gen- Genesis Evangelion. I don't know how you pronounce that, but because I've only ever seen it in print, I've never heard it pronounced. That is one of the biggest animes of all time, and this is the first time I think that it's ever being streamed somewhere, so that's a pretty damn big deal. And last and best news, possibly, they are going to produce a live-action Cowboy Bebop. I heard about that. That's awesome. I Hopefully. I don't know how in the hell they're going to do that, because that world is so big and crazy and... Ah, one of these days I'm going to get you to watch that series, damn it. Ah, you, uh, you'll love it. It's so damn good, but it, it has encouraged me to get those Blu-rays out and finally watch them. I've owned the Blu-ray set and I haven't watched them. <laughs> How many seasons are there? There is a, it's one. It's just one. There is nothing more. I, I think it's, uh, I'm not sure how many episodes though. It might be like 28 or something, but it, there is only one thing of it. There is nothing yeah. more. I wish there was more, Eugene. It's that good. <laughs> it's so damn good. That is like my favorite anime of all time. It's it's phenomenal. And eventually Steven's going to watch it, and eventually you're going to watch it, and I, there's no chance you don't like it. It is sci-fi goodness. It's so damn good. The writing is so damn good on that show. But anyway, is there any way that I can get you to watch that before? Well, let's see. When they announce the release date for the live-action shit... That's when you need to start watching the anime shit, because I want you to watch that before the live action. If you let me borrow the Blu-rays, I will, uh, I'll, I'll jump I totally on will. That. I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna start rewatching them here pretty soon, and then, like, I, that's our deadline, because they usually announce that it's coming a few months before it actually does come. Yeah. So you would have plenty of time. And I'm guessing that the episodes are, what, 20, 25 minutes each? Um, I don't know. I want to say, these might be a little longer. Actually, I just got it setting right here, just... Hang on one second. There actually is uh, similarities to Serenity and Firefly. Mm. Because there's only one season of this, and then there's an anime movie that came to, like, wrap stuff up. Let's see here. 
course it's not going to say how many. 650 minutes is the whole thing. So that, I mean, that's a pretty regular season. Yeah. So okay. I look, I got, I'm looking at the discs for how many episodes. So it's 1926. Yep, there's 26 episodes. I was close. All right. Okay, so 1998. I'm on IMDb. 1998, 24 minutes. So it looks like it's 25 minutes an episode. Okay, and there are some episodes that are part one and part two. So they'll have a, an arc over the two. Okay. But I would 100% put this up with Firefly. That's a very good comparison, in my opinion, because he, that's, they're bounty hunters. It's a group of ragtag bounty hunters that go around the galaxy trying to capture people and blah, blah, blah. You'll be, uh, you'll be impressed. My kids are more and more, when we turn on the Netflix, they, uh, gravitate towards, uh, anything, uh, Japanimation style. Like, I, I can tell. It's, it started with Pokemon and now there was like this show, um, Beyblade. Yeah. Uh, and, nice. oh, they love that. Nice. So anything with that style, and you, it's very distinguishable, that style of animation. Yeah. They, oh, they eat that shit up. Oh, and Netflix has loads of anime. If you, I mean, yeah. we often bitch about there's nothing for horror, and that's still very true, but the, a couple of things that they excel at is stand-up comedy and yep. anime. Yeah. Speaking of, have you got around to that, uh, Castlevania yet? Just the one episode that I fell asleep to that my wife finished up for me. Other than that, <laughs> no, nope. I'm actually, I actually am, uh, and once we get to recently watched or coming soon, I'll talk about the, the, sh- I am actually watching a television show now. Oh no. Yeah. But, um, so once that's done, I'll probably move on because I want to watch Castlevania, but I started this. And I'm like, well, I got to finish it now. <laughs> How many seasons of it are there? Three. Oh God. And you're on season one. Oh god, I'm, halfway I'm, through, and I'm like, oh, I could be watching. Oh, go, yeah. we'll, yeah. get, we'll get we'll get to that. Okay, well, uh, that's it for me for Rabbit Trail. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about just the, the continued fiasco that it, this won't take long. The continued fiasco that is Scream Factory and the the rise of yes. the rise of the Vinegar Syndrome, and uh, to a lesser extent, Severin. Uh, I this is like my hobby, and I follow this shit like a hawk. I I'm I just I love this stuff. Um, so Black Friday came and went and, uh, physical media is just simply not what it used to be. However, as with this show, every week we talk about movies that, you know, are very limited release or whatever. I always am finding these little, these little movies. Well, these companies have carved a niche for themselves and Scream was top dog. Pretty much. It was Scream and Arrow were pretty much top dog. And the, the fall of Scream Factory, it's it's almost like on a weekly basis. It's just it's magnificent. To say, not I don't want to say magnificent, but kind of to see like what I don't know who they put in charge all of a sudden, but it's not working. Uh, and I just like Black Friday was nothing for them. It's to the point now where um, even on their site they like will have a list price of a movie, which maybe it's something like they'll have part two. There one of them has a list price and it's slashed. And then the sale price beside it in red, which is the exact same price as the list price. I'm like, you know how stupid you, that, that makes you look? Like, <laughs> it's no longer $35. Now it's $35. I, <laughs> but people are, they're continuing to complain about uh, damaged posters, that the packaging, and it's not just the, like when the packaging arrives, it's like fairly well packaged. It's people that are putting like posters into sleeves 
and stuff like that. It's, it's not put properly into, and if people, if someone's spending 70 bucks, that shit had better be pristine. Uh, and, and Silent Deadly Night Part 2 comes out in a week or so, and I, I haven't pre-ordered it. I was going to, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You guys are being assholes with your pricing structure, with your bullying tactics. My money will go to Vinegar Syndrome, especially Vinegar Syndrome, and Severin and the other Arrow and the other guys. Once SNDN2 comes way down in price, and if it never does, whatever, I'll hold off. But I'm I'm about done supporting Scream Factory, as is as are a lot of other collectors. Uh, there's still some absolute must-haves that I'll I'll try and find deals on, but I'm my money's gonna go to the other ones. So the other ones, um, I, I'm more and more getting involved with with real, um, real quick, real quick, especially for SNDN2, which is mostly flashbacks, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah, I have. I already have two copies of it on DVD, two different releases. So I'm good. I'm, yeah, I can. I can wait unless unless I find it for a hell of a deal. I'm just gonna wait. I've, That's not a real movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a half one. Now, honestly, at this point, I would be probably buying that just for all the special features because they got the original Ricky to uh, making of and all that stuff. So I, I'm interested to hear about that stuff, but not thirty five or thirty bucks. Interested? No, yeah. no. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's not syndrome, hardcore enough. I guess not. Yeah, no, neither is about anybody else at this point. It seems so. Vinegar <laughs> syndrome, um, and I. Here's how good they're doing right now. Uh, they they have black like it's Black Friday, and here's our two surprise announcements. Uh, limited to this many slipcovers, and they're here's the deal with Vinegar Syndrome. Their slipcovers are like army tanks. They're it's like you get what you pay for with this company. So they release uh Mausoleum, which is a roulette that I had like a month ago Yeah, uh, that I gave a thumbs up to. Mausoleum Uncut and uh, this movie called The Children. And there's a couple other ones. And uh limited quantities, whatever. They have a certain amount. I want to... It's, I think, 3,000. Mausoleum th- sold out in less than 24 hours of 3,000 copies of Mausoleum in... In less than 24 hours, in one day, that movie sold out on their site. $25 a pop. Um, however, you're getting the best transfer you're going to possibly get on, on an uncut movie with special features, a slipcover that's it's gorgeous, um, that will go up, nothing but go up in value. So, they're, they are, it's just weird to see how they are now officially like at the top of their game while Scream Factory has kind of dropped from grace. Uh, but anyway, uh, and I, I, I'm on this certain site that everybody's talking about what's for sale, what's... And, and other than these Black Friday deals, um, it's everything is half off pretty much on Vinegar Syndrome's site. So I'm buying shit like... I mean... <laughs> oh, Eugene and your wallet. Um, <laughs> um, Empty and as it, it may be. Oh, and so I'm buying stuff. And finally, I'm like, what's this yearly subscription all about? Like, let's look more into this. And so I start doing some research and, you know, these different, these different forum members are talking about like, well, here's the benefits of, uh, of, um, of a yearly subscription. With a yearly subscription, you get every single Vinegar Syndrome release, uh, two weeks before they're released to Amazon or whatever. Uh, if they come with a slipcover, you get that. And, um, you get. Don't tell me the price. I want to guess the price. Okay. Yes. Te- finish telling me what all is. Okay. About. So. Uh, any other little surprise announcements you get sent every month, you get a box of all of their, 
all of their standard issue grindhouse horror stuff and their porn stuff, <laughs> all on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, so I'm like, huh? Should I? Yes. <laughs> uh, the answer is definitely yes for you. I get that, but. Yeah. The price. Yes. Yeah, so, I want to know how much. Can I guess? Let me see. Yes, you can guess. So they release porn stuff too. This is like old, like, and by, by porn, it's more like the, just the, the one X rated stuff. So there are yeah, actually storylines. It's from seventies and yeah, like, um, so it's not like the, you know, yeah, the, the really porny stuff of now. It's, this is, <laughs> this is, this is the classy stuff in the seventies yeah, you see. The big bushes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there lots of self-discovery and oh, exploration yes. and nurses. Yes. I can just Im- imagine that the, this is the stuff that Dirk Diggler was making in Boogie yeah. Nights. It's, yeah, it's, right. it's that I got stuff. you. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, boy. And so I, I don't know this company as well as some of the others, so i got to estimate how many releases they do a year. Should I, I, t- I, should I tell you how many releases that I'm going to be getting? Because no, I know. No, it's all right. Okay. I'm, I'm just... Just, I'm going to throw a number out there for a yearly subscription. $1,000. No. Um, but pretty good guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to tell me? Yes, I am. Um, okay. $780? <laughs> uh, hey, if you're under 1000 then you're good. That's, here's the, here's that's, the deal. A, that's an ass load of content. Do you know what... Um, the running price for, uh, let's say, a really shitty team in the NFL, uh, season tickets are? No clue. Let's pick, I don't know, a team that won one game in two years, the Cleveland Browns. Um, you, know, you know, when you buy season passes for the Cleveland Browns, or for any NFL team for that matter, you're only getting tickets for the home games. Yeah. And that that's only half the schedule. So there is 16 games in a regular season. So you're getting eight sets of tickets. Maybe some for preseason, uh, but those games are meaningless. Uh, yeah, those tickets are usually $4,000 or $4,500. What? And people buy them every year. So for you to get a subscription to get all this stuff that you get to actually tangibly hold and keep for uh, 780 bucks, yeah, I'd say you're doing just fine. And and, uh, and you're turning th- around and selling all the porn stuff. And that's, ex- and that's exactly what I was going to say next is... It comes out to, it's about 52 Blu-rays. It comes out to about $15 a piece. And this is for the limited stuff. And a lot of these members are saying, sell the ones that you don't like. And they said, honestly, when it all turns out, like a lot of these are worth a lot of money. You're, I mean, half of that you can pretty much recoup. And then you've got movies that you want that are going up, nothing but up in value. And that is one thing with these, these labels as a lot of, like these Vinegar Syndrome labels. I've got a couple the movies aren't even that good. A couple of the movies I have from them are not that good. They're worth so much money because I have the limited run with the slipcover and they, you can't get it anymore. They they actually went and said, like, for the one that I bought, Cutting Class, which is um, Brad Pitt's first starring role, I guess, or one of his first star. It's a slasher movie. The Black Friday deal was here is Cutting Class. And here's a couple different slipcover options that you can pick. Once the sale is over, whatever's left, we're throwing the rest of the slipcovers away. That's it. You, If you want a slipcover, you've got two days to get it or three days to get it. And the rest, done. They're, they will never, ever be made again. I mean, it sounds weird, but they will go up in value. And that's what I, what I see now. Granted, what people are actually paying for them, I'm not sure. But what I see on Amazon or what I see on eBay, it's like it's double what they originally were for sale. So... 
Um, I'm probably justifying, trying to justify doing this, but I'm like, you know what? I buy so much of their stuff anyway, and selling oh, some of I, that stuff. Dude, that, I, I'm telling you, if it's under a grand, I think it's a great deal. Especially yeah. if you're getting 52 discs. That's 52, one a week. Yeah. So and and you're flipping the others. So. Mm-hmm. Hell, I could even. I'm not not that I'm going to take it into the local exchange. I would probably try to sell them online to get more, but. They would probably give me a nice amount because they, they are all about stuff like that. Yeah, unfortunately, for people like us who want to actually find good deals at Pricks, yeah. They, yeah. They, some guy died or something and his entire horror VHS collection got turned into that exchange over there. Yeah. And they've got all c- collector prices on them. It's like, I don't want to pay collector prices for VHS. Yeah. I love the format and everything, but I love it because I'm getting it like I, it's like a treasure hunt. I, I'm yeah. not going out and paying 30 bucks for a VHS. I don't care yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I, it's just interesting to see in this time that we live in with these, with physical media, the rise of some companies. And then unfortunately the fun, not that Scream Factory is done. They're not, but they keep this shit up and they're the people like me, like I collect shit and you start pulling stuff like this on me and I'm not going to buy your stuff. I'm just not, especially when the customer service is so bad because their, their customer service is really, really bad. Whereas Vinegar Syndrome and Severin and some of the other ones are, their customer service is impeccable. They're fantastic. So anyway, I, I was, I told I was you, old. I told you when we talked about this before that as they're, they're going to keep doing what they're doing as long as uh, the price model works out. And like I said, if you're going to have, Shitty product, shitty service, but still want the same prices, or you're trying to gouge that niche audience, it's going to yeah. go away. They're going to go yeah. away. They'll go somewhere else. They don't need you. I don't think that, I'm, I don't quote me on this, but I, I don't know if Vinegar Syndrome has ever screwed up a disc. Because they, they, they do all of their stuff in the house, and I don't think they've ever screwed up a disc. Like, even if the movie might not be that, and they, they've released some shit, their, their transfers are great, and nothing is wrong with the disc. Like, the audio is fine, the transfer is beautiful, the cover art, all that stuff is Fine. So they are doing something right and people are noticing and they are, they have risen in the ranks. And that's, I love to see when someone does something right like that. And I fully support that. I am such a hardcore physical media supporter. Um, anyway, there you go. There's my little. No, you're cool. I like that. I like getting the update on the little companies. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you ready to move on to recently watched? Yes. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Oh, I'm up first, damn it. Okay, uh... Oh, I have so much shit to talk about, Eugene. I have no, so much freaking new <laughs> stuff, too. old stuff. I've, I've, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a regular round. We'll just do, like, two each. And then we're gonna do a... Uh, we're gonna play the lightning round game. Okay. And we'll get out your timers. We'll see how many we can get done in, I don't know, whatever we set... Whatever limit we set for ourselves. Maybe, like, three to five minutes or something. Okay. Uh, so we can get some of this shit cleared off. Okay... But for the first round, let's start with... We'll set that for lightning round. Man, so much shit. So much VHS shit. Uh, here, we'll do a couple of light ones. How about San Andreas? <laughs> starring The Rock. Here we and, go. And uh, that one pretty hot girl from that TV show we like. <laughs> Oh, is it a true detective? She was in True Detective. Oh yes, yes. Yep. And one of my all-time dream women, uh, uh, Carla Guccini. I don't know how you say your name, Guccino or something like that. His wife. I I mean that that. Oh, movie she was, was in Spy Kids. I, oh yeah, okay, all right. She is. Yes, in Sin City. Is. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, she's on the list. My my wife asked who's on the list. I said, no, huh? she's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Hall Pass right there. Uh, anyway, San Andreas. This movie was a fun, turn-off-the-brain kind of explodey CGI time. Unless you have ever heard of science. In which case, what a dumb fuck... Fucking dumb fuck fuck dumb fuck movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah. I, I want to live in this world because physics does, does just don't exist in this world. Video game logic. Way too much video game logic. Even for a rock movie. But I don't... It was just weird him being like, I didn't, I've already got a big head and... Now I'm in this helmet, which makes my head even bigger, and running around, I'm saving pee. I, I didn't buy any of it. It was just a mishmash of green screeny nonsense. Doesn't he fly the hell out of an army helicopter at some point or something? Oh, no, it's, it's, I think it's a, uh, lifeguard helicopter, maybe. Uh, I, I yeah. think, I, I could be wrong. Some sort of rescue helicopter. <sighs> nope. Thanks for the free voodoo code, though, Dave. And I'll probably watch it again at some point. Okay, next up. Death Race 4 Beyond Anarchy. <laughs> I almost hit play on this. I so near hit play. Uh, well, since TJ gave it a thumbs up and was... he, How should I describe his review? Apologetic? Is that a good way to put it? Because yeah. he was like, it's good! Kind of in that, that kind of review. Um, and I gotta say, I, I you know, I, I thought to hell with it. Let, let's see... If I am anywhere in the ballpark of TJ's review, because some of the stuff he said was sounded too good to be true, of it being gory and TNA all over the place and blah, blah, blah. So I hit play on this thing, and I'm like, ah, already, I wonder if I'm going to be confused because I didn't see part three. Nope, you're good. It doesn't matter. It's one of those kinds of series. It doesn't really matter. Um, 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 um. Wow. Real quickly, I, uh, was... Like, this is kind of entertaining. It's kind of shot okay. It, it, it didn't have the extreme technical shit that I hated, as or that my brain foggily remembers of uh, Part 2. I, I remember almost nothing about that movie except it was just awful in every regard. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of... The, the main actor's kind of cool. He's kind of whipping ass. The fight scenes were decently choreographed, right? You know, getting in there. Basically, they've turned the prison into a escape from New York situation. You just get dumped in there. Death race is now illegal. They stream it on the dark web through the, the the only person that has been in all four of these movies is the nerdy computer guy. (laughs) I I saw him and I was like, I think I recognize that guy. I wonder what from. And I went and looked and I was like, Oh, it was from death race. Three, two, (laughs) one. He's been in all of them. And, um, guy that's running. Um, the guy that's running the show is (laughs) I'm too old for this shit. Yes. And oh, there was somebody else that was in this. Damn it. There was another name actor. Oh, 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 uh, Machete. Oh, Danny he's, Trejo. Yeah, he's in this oh, too. Of course. Yeah. Now, with both of those guys, when I mentioned that to you, you automatically think weekend paychecks, where they just come in for a couple of days, do their thing, and go out. And you know what? You're not wrong. But this is one of the reasons why I'm giving this movie a thumbs up pass, is because they handled that in the right way, which is to put them in different sets, put them in different locations, put them in different scenes, and have it spread throughout the movie. So they might have only been in there for a week or a weekend, 
but you don't really notice it as much because they're they're at different locations, they're in different scenes throughout the movie, and it it works that way. You know what I'm you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like it was having a low budget but using it wisely. And that there's a lot of that in this movie. There's also a lot of '80s throwback kind of craziness. For example, TJ was not wrong. This movie is gory. This movie is tons of any reason to. Oh, here's a naked chick, and and it doesn't even make sense when there is a naked chick. Sometimes it's like, okay, you're living in a, this wasteland of a prison where you're gonna die, but nah, I'm not wearing clothes today. I'm like, you step on a nail, you're probably gonna die of infection, but. Here's my titties! Uh, <laughs> so it was laughable in that 80s way, you know? Yeah. Uh, like where they would do that kind of shit, and you'd, it, it would make you laugh more than anything else. Uh, but yeah, the gore... The, see, the first half was more of the fighting and shit, and then the second half was more of the racing. So the gore dropped off a little bit, but that's just because of the way the story is told and it just changing pace there in the second half. When it was all said and done, though, dude... I enjoyed this movie. I I give this movie a thumbs up, and I would buy this movie on Blu-ray to have on the shelf, because I'm sure I could get it for two bucks. And I would stick it up there, and I would watch it every now and then, just for the gore, the action, and and, and the, the nonsense of it all. And I think that you would enjoy the movie. It, it, now, is it a little long? Sure, you probably could have trimmed a little bit, but there was no time in the movie where I was like, come on, hurry up, you know, and uh, here, here's another thing. The worst acting in the movie is from people who have, like, five lines. So they're just the side characters that pop up every once in a while. So since they have such little presence when they actually do pop up and shit, it's actually funny. Like, okay. oh, here, here comes that chick again. Let's try and, how are you going to try and talk this time, honey? Uh, you know, and, and she'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, <laughs> oh, that was great. See you in 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, that, I mean, some of the acting is a product of the budget, yeah. but it, they're not main characters, so it's not that big a deal. They didn't, boy, they didn't shy away from the nudity in this movie, sir. They really that, didn't. And now I will say that the blue. Actually, this is another reason why I held off on watching it. The Blu-ray is the uncut version, which is one minute longer than the Netflix version. So I'm like, huh. You know, I don't know why they would have cut anything out of this. Oh, and another thing, don't get afraid. Right up front, like the first uh, 15, 20 minutes, there's a big, nasty splash of CGI blood in one of the kills. And I swear, if there was any more CGI blood from then on out, I did not know it. The rest looked completely practical. It was just, there was one right up front where I was like, oh no, are we doing that? But then it went all practical, as far as I could tell, or or just the CGI got better, I don't know. Uh, But man, why... There was a scene where a woman was was confronting our main character, and she was naked. And the, you know how they the what do they call it? The she was trying to seduce him. Okay. The, and she was a a bad bad bitch. Uh, they call it the man view, or whatever you know, where the camera is always yeah. lingering on the the uh, cleavage and shit like that, or the ass. I don't like that. Like in Michael Bay movies when he does it, it's, I, I find it, it's, it's gross. It's just yeah. gross. But in this movie, it was like, they backed it up so they weren't focusing on it so much. But they also, like, in that one scene, it was like, hey, here's her vagina. It's out. Do you see it? Do you see it enough? Do you want to see it more? <laughs> like, it was like, holy shit, dude. This is weird. Um, <laughs> um, 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 
I I was watching it in my office by myself, and I was instantly uncomfortable. Kind of, I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, what are we doing here?" But <laughs> she was a she was a I don't know bad. I, I don't even know where I'm going with that. But I'm just letting you know that this movie didn't hold back. So I don't know what would be unrated. No, maybe, and I did, I did more searches Danny online. Lover. I'm like, oh, what, what's missing? What's the differences? And I'm like, ah, I can't find anything on that because I'm like, if it's more, you know, crazy shenanigans, and I'm sure it is, I, I'll hold off for that $2 Blu-ray. I mean, that being said, they also held the camera very tightly on very gross man ass. Um, mm. at one point, um, 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 um at one point, uh, guy, they were, I'm, I'm going to give away the whole scene because you'll love it. And it's right towards the beginning, but once they have, there's a, a fight between cops and prisoners. And once the prisoners have secured, like, okay, not everybody's dead, but like, we won this battle. Then they, you know, whistle and call in the chainsaw gang and the chainsaw gang comes in to finish everybody off. And they're in like hostile gear with the, the, what do you call it? The, um, 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 the thing so you don't get uh, blood on you. Oh, it, Hazmat suit? <laughs> it's not a hazmat suit, but it's the thing you put over your head, like, you know, so you don't catch the spray. J- Jason Voorhees hockey mask? Oh my god, dude. What in Hostel? When they go into the room, they slip this thing, the apron. They put this oh, big- Oh, an apron! apron. Oh, yeah, so okay. They put a big apron thing over themselves. <laughs> and then they, it pans around the guy, and it's like, yeah, he's naked. There's his ass, I got it. And then they just get a close-up shot of it and keep following it. I'm like, great, great. <laughs> And we're not talking, like, really hot, like, Thor or Aquaman kind this of guy is, this here. Is... Yeah, I didn't really, didn't really need that, but there <laughs> it is! Death Race 4, Beyond Anarchy! Also, the title makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, you have sold this movie <laughs> so well, and I'm, but I'm like, oh. Let me, let, let, now let me cap that off by saying, it's shit. Over to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for that $2 Blu-ray. We'll just... We'll... We'll go from there. <clears throat> okay. And let's get the theatrical viewing out of the way right now, uh, which surprises me. Man, I've watched uh, way more theatrical movies than normal, which I, that's at this point probably dropping off. There's not a whole lot else left this year that I can think of that I'm on fire to watch at the theater. Um, uh, Aquaman. Oh, yeah, Aquaman. There you go. That will actually that could be the next one with my wife. Uh Wait, the gr- there's something else. Oh, Bumblebee. Are you kidding me? Did you see the new trailer for that? No. No, I'm good. No. <laughs> it's not directed by Michael Bay. Uh, John Cena, you can't see me. No. No. I I can and I'm not going to see that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Was that a wrestling thing? Yes. Okay. That's why I didn't get it. I was like, I, I did not see that in the trailer. Yeah, John Cena, he's okay when he's doing his pile drivers and whatever, but nah, I'm good. I know. Well, uh, just, have you seen that second trailer? Because it's pretty badass. They're, they're I have not. I've just seen one. They're, they're generation one. one designs. Like, they look like trans- real Transformers, not Michael Bay. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's sweet. I actually remember, I mean, I'm not sure which trailer they showed in front of the... Um, Overlord movie that I saw in the theater, but I remember uh, immediately getting my, getting my phone out and just like, I'm just going to play a game on my phone. I'm like, I'm not going to watch this trailer. I don't want more Transformers movies. Anyway. Oh, fuck <laughs> off, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it's set in the 80s, by the way. Oh, well, that's okay. Well, wait, how does that work? If Bumblebee and... and he's, the... he's the VW, like he's supposed to be. 
Yeah, I know, but uh, the first Transformer isn't that when he shows up in the in the used car lot and uh, pick a wiki or whatever the hell the guy's name is from the first movie buys it. Or what was his? They kept on. No, he was there. Like Bumblebee was already there. He was. The, oh. the other people arrived. Okay. Okay. Uh. Come on, dude. Get your Transformer <laughs> shit down. You know what's really funny is that I, I went back and started watching some of that cartoon, the original that I watched when I was a kid. They are every bit as confusing and nonsensical as the Michael Bay movies. I'm almost like, Michael Bay kind of got it right, because this, it is, follows this, the... this is plot shit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, wow, there was a... <laughs> there was a derail. Whew, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, maybe on Netflix, maybe. Um, I, even my wife, she was like, no, I'm good. So, Aquaman, Aquaman it is. All right. Uh, okay. I, I, I forgive you then. Okay. Um, The Grinch. So, we decided to take our kids to watch The Grinch because it's PG and it's... A, a, one of the main deciding factors on this viewing was it's an hour and 26 minutes, which actually means it's an hour and 20 minutes because of the end credits that there's always, you know, about five minutes of end credits. I'm like, you know what? Tack on the stupid 25 minutes of, of movies that I'm not going to see in front of this, the trailers... Um, and that's doable. Uh, most, even at this point, Wreck-It Ralph Part 2 is like an hour and 50 minutes. I'm like, that's, that's gonna be two hours and 15 to two hours and 20 minutes of kids sitting in the theater. That, no, no. So the Grinch, and by the time the credits were rolling, my youngest was a squirmy mess, but it was still at about an hour and 45 minutes, we were out of there. That was perfect. Um, this is a great movie. I, I adored everything about this movie. While I do like the Jim Carrey, uh, Ron Howard movie from back in, I believe, 1999 or 2000, maybe, uh, this one here, it is a lot more tightly paced versus the very bloated Jim Carrey version. This one here is they just cut to the chase, and it's very much in line with the original classic 1960s cartoon. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is great as the uh, voice actor for The Grinch. They really, really got his... They got that down pat perfectly. He was perfect as the Grinch. I like that in the Jim Carrey version, he is a lot more nasty and mean spirited and, and mean to, uh, the, to the Whoville. And the Whoville people are even, they're obnoxious and until they learn the error of their ways of being, you know, greedy, whatever. Here, the actual Whoville people are loving, kind, whatever, and he's just, you know, this kind of, this grumpy guy that went his wayward ways and has to reconnect with humanity and stuff. Kind of like me. Me. This movie is about, it's my autobiography, actually. I'm just not green. Just wrinkly. Just kind of wrinkly. You step in um, some more puke, you might be. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, actually, it's... you need to take a proper bath with some toilet bowl cleaner. Yes, and then I'll look perfect. Per- <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, the animation is great. It, it was just a, just, just a joy. Um, and, um, I will, I will say that, uh, there was some unexpectedly hilarious moments in the movie that I, I wasn't, I was, these movies always have a couple of funny parts, but this one here had several, like, standout parts to where literally my son Lucas and I, we were the only, like, we were still laughing when everybody else was, like, we were those people. Like, everybody else had kind of chuckled, and we were still laughing about it because it was, like really funny shit because we're really, you know we're funny dudes and we get that humor you see and <laughs> right and, right sure sure anyway so it was a great time I it sold out theater and I was expecting an awful crowd but we surprisingly it was it was good it 
So big. Um, I, I root for that movie hardcore. Uh, the writer worked on Spaceballs, Real Genius, Child's Play, Howard the Duck. Um, wow. One of the co- co-director, Yaro Cheney, also worked on Lorax, Despicable Me 1 and 2, and The Iron Giant. Hmm. Take that into account. And the other co-director was Scott Mosier. So I'm going to, everybody knows I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, so I'm going to yeah. read hard for that guy. And they, I was listening to their latest podcast today. And they were discussing The Grinch. And he's been working on this movie for four years. Oh, no kidding. Four. That's huh. how long it takes for some of these animated movies. Four freaking years. Uh, he's talking about how he has to direct, you know, the audio, like the the voiceover, or the, the voice acting. And then you have to talk to the animators to get the physical performance. Mm-hmm. So you got the voice performance and then the physical performance. Going back and forth in that. And he said one of the nice things about it, it it's a double-edged sword, but it's taken that long because it, um, um, um! It's uh, the um episode. It's the um episode. Um wow. Um wow. <laughs> um wow. <laughs> uh, because you get so much time to do rewrites or to really find what I call the gold punchline. Because to every joke, there is a punchline, but there's always a gold punchline. One that is the best. That is the absolute cream of the crop and so he had so much more time to work on that it's a marathon not a sprint yeah uh, and so, you can tell in the final product it is it's the jokes are they're they're so perfectly timed they're great it, it's crazy to think about working on a movie for four years though i don't think i could do that yeah that's oh and the thing is that movie is raking it in that is a hit and it was released perfectly timed release to where it's going to play probably all the way through december uh, there, it's gonna make a. It already has made a boatload of money, and I am rightly so. It is a tr- great animated movie. I highly recommend this. Even if you're not a big fan of animated movies, it's a really good holiday movie with that you can tell is really, really well made. And that's how he was. Uh, Kevin was interviewing him on their latest podcast. He was like, "So, what's it like to have a movie make more money in one weekend than all of our movies combined?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think was actually true, but it was yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> now, is this something that you'd consider taking the family to see at like the Dollar Theater or something? Or nah? uh, if, if if the women are going shopping and I have to, but other yeah. than that, my youngest is still just a little too young. Yeah, uh, like if I could just take the one, but I don't I don't want to do that either. But I'm not playing favorites. I know, I know what you mean. And this was this was getting tough towards the end with with Hudson. And I'm like, oh, it's he's getting restless. But, um, yeah, it was still... It That's how Corbin good. is. That's exactly how he is. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was The Grunch. Um, and I'm going to get this one here out of the way because I know that you saw this, and I'm I, I'm so curious what you think of uh, what your final thoughts were. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, well, that's later. Um, so this is the Coen Brothers Netflix original that was, a, that was uh, originally supposed to be an anthology or uh, maybe a show. Because these were supposed to be like their own individual things, but it just guy guess got mushed into a two hour fifteen minute long movie. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I uh, if you're a Coen Brothers fan, then you know what to expect, and if you're not, and you go into it, uh, especially after the first short, you're like, oh, we're doing this, and then it's it's not that at all. It actually it keeps the first one is. Kind of funny, zany, weird, slightly gory Western comedy, and then it 
gets slightly less, and then from there it drops off to straight up kind of depressing old Western type stuff. The only story that did not work for me really, uh, and I maybe I need to rewatch it, was the very last one where they get kind of, I guess, sort of kind of spiritual or whatever. Um, spoilers, if you haven't seen the last episode or the last short on this, I'm assuming that they, that they are, spoiler, they're, they're dead. The people on that carriage I, that's are dead. How, that's how I took it too. Okay. Which, I, that one didn't quite work for me like the other ones did. The first, the first short was the best. The one with, um, oh, what's it? The very, the very next one was probably my second favorite, I guess. I'm, I forget his name. Oh, what's his name? Um, who? In uh, the second one? Yeah, and then the second short. Oh, what, I'm, I'm completely drawing a blank all of a sudden. Um, I don't remember. Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This was so good that the drink started flowing whenever I, oh, hit yeah. Flowing. I, I watched it in about three sittings. Um, I, my biggest complaint with it is that I kind of felt like the uh, shorts should have been in a different order. I, you know what? I thought the exact same thing. I'm curious what your, what your order would have been. I'm I have honestly mine. not going to do that until I watch the movie again, and I will watch the movie again. I quite enjoyed it. Oh, what was that guy's name in the second one? That's the robbery one. Yeah, that's, that's the guy from, uh, ah. James Franco? James Franco, for Pete's sake, Eugene. Okay. <laughs> I really like that one. We are getting older on yes. this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first one was, that's my personal favorite, uh, but seriously, the, all of the other four, like, I liked the, uh, even the one with, uh, Liam Neeson, which was very, very sad and depressing. I really, it was a beautiful, beautiful one, and it was sad, but it worked. Uh, oh, yeah, that one. The guy with no arms and legs. Yes. Holy crap. The guy that, that's digging the way, for gold. The way that ends was so dark. Yeah. The guy that's digging for gold was great. And then the, the one with the girl and her, her, the, the dog and the brother and the, they're on a wagon train. I thought, oh, it was such a great movie. Such a great movie. But that last one didn't quite fit for me. The other ones, cutting that last one out, I think this would have played even better. But that's I, on my I, I kind quibble. of liked the dialogue in the last one. I just, I, it shouldn't have been the last one. Uh, I feel like it would have been better served maybe in the middle and ended on a more lighthearted note. I don't know. I, I don't even know what the right order would have been. I just feel like this, it shouldn't have ended on that, on that one. Yeah. It, it left, it was just kind of a, nah, okay. And it, yeah, that one there, it wasn't bad. It was just not, to me, not near as good. And it felt out of place versus where the other one, even like the first two more comical ones still played fine with the, with the other ones. But that last one, I'm like, this just feels like a, Kind of, sort of, Twilight Zone episode that's not quite working, I guess. Uh, but all in all, that first one was so damn funny and weird and great. And Clancy Brown's in it, so eh, it was awesome. <laughs> I I totally agree. I loved that one. And what I what I hoped was going to happen was that in each of the stories, Buster Scruggs would just be like a passing character. Mm-hmm. That's what I was I hoping that was- too. That's what I thought was going to happen. Not, not even he might not even have a line in the other ones. He just would be in the background and witness the story, and then he was telling the stories because he was talking to the uh, breaking the fourth wall. Uh, but that didn't happen. I was like, I was bummed by the second one. But I was like, all right, I'll well, see where it goes. Yeah, that second one with the bank robbery was pan so shot. Funny. Pan shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, uh, so all in all, you give this movie a thumbs up? Oh, yeah, definitely. And good, I, from, good. from what I'm getting on, from my friends online is a very divisive 50-50 on this one. People either 
really like it or really hate it. There are some people that hate this thing. Yeah. I don't know why. I, yeah. I, I'm not the best judge when it comes to the Coens because I admit I am inconsistent. Some of their stuff I adore and give tens to, and some of their stuff that everybody else loves and gives tens to, I'm like, yeah, uh, like, no country for old men. Yeah, and uh, Fargo. I need to give that another chance. I like Fargo. It's been many years since I watched it. I don't remember much of it other than, oh, we talk a little funny up here, don't we, or something. I was just like, all right, whatever. And then there's a wood chipper, and I'm like, oh, great. Peter Stormare's in there, though. Yeah, he is. Just (laughs) shoving that leg right in that (laughs) damn wood chipper. (laughs) But then you have, uh, I should have brought up the Cohen stuff. Blood Simple's in there. Oh, Raising Arizona. I got that on VHS, and I'm going to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in many years. Here we go. Let's run down the list. Blood Simple. I've never seen Blood Simple. Miller's Crossing I have on Laserdisc. Barton Fink has been in my Netflix queue forever. The Hudsucker Proxy is awesome. Fargo, meh. Big Lebowski's a 10. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou's a 10. Yep. Uh, the Man Who Wasn't There I never saw. Intolerable Cruelty never saw that. Yeah, that was okay. That was decent. The Lady Killers. Everybody hates The Lady Killers. I like that movie. I'm not giving it a 10, but I, I enjoy that movie. No Country for Old Men. Burn After Reading was okay. Serious Man I didn't see. True Grit was fine. I didn't see that Inside Llewellyn Davis. Did you see that one? No, I did not. Hail Caesar. Meh. Like that, I saw the trailer for Hail Caesar. I was like, I should, I'm going to love this. No. I haven't seen that one yet, but I yeah I need to. But this one here is in the upper tier for me for their their filmography, definitely. I quite enjoyed it. Okay, Back are you me. ready for the lightning round, sir? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> now you need to get a timer up. Okay, hold on. Where are we at on time here? Let me check. We want to get a regular round in after this, so let's go three minutes. Okay, three minutes each. Yes, well, you just put it for three minutes, and you got to stop me. It doesn't matter if I'm mid-sentence. you got to stop me. Okay, hold on here. Um, okay. As soon as, I, as soon as I announce the first... We're, we're going VHS here, by the way. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, and... Shadow so. Conspiracy, starring Charlie Sheen, is some late 90s piece of crap conspiracy thriller movie that was completely forgettable and garbage. Dante's Peak is from around 1997 with uh, Pierce Brosnan, and there's this volcano that blows up. And it's actually a pretty decent movie. I also really hate when bones break in arms and the bones stick out of the arm and shit like that. That almost makes me insta-vomit. Like, I can't. I can deal with a lot of gory, blowing up bodies and shit, but when a bone pokes out, ah, that, 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 no thank you. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. This was a main staple of rental time, and a huge movie, of course. So I thought, I'll pick up the VHS, why not? Old times and shit. And it's got that cartoon in front with the rabbit, and this is still a good movie. It's funny, the practical effects, well look a little fakey at sometimes are are still pretty darn cool to look at, and I still enjoy the movie. Uh, Billy Bathgate. This was a kind of gangster thing with shit, what's his name? Oh, God. Uh, I can't remember, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, 
set in like the 30s and it was okay. It was worth a watch. It was an interesting story. It wasn't purely uh, cliche gangster movie stuff for that time. Uh, so I kind of give it a pass for that. It was worth a watch. Um, Ghoulies. Yay. <sighs> kind of exists. Ah. Little creatures and they run around and I watch it every couple years and couldn't tell you anything about it. Toilets. Yeah, pretty much. A Bronx Tale, Robert De Niro and his son, and the feelings, and things happen in the Bronx, and it's a good movie. Check it out. Red Scorpion. Um, Dolph Lundgren. Running around being a badass. I think I just described every Dolph Lundgren movie that went to, re- to direct a video. Missing in action. Yay. Um, <laughs> your little yays throw me off every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who stars in this movie? Uh, Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris! Dude, and he on. struggles with PTSD, and I struggle with remembering their names. Uh, good good movie. It's, it, it holds up just fine, and I think I'm missing an action two on deck somewhere. Uh, the Postman, with Kevin Costner. A lot of people like to shit on this movie. I don't know why. I've always kind of enjoyed this movie. It's fucking long. I didn't remember it being this long. And I would say we need to cut it down, but in reality, there's nothing in here I really see that you should cut. This all is a fine post-apocalyptic story and a realistic kind of look at how our <laughs> in in uh, incoming post-apocalypse is going to be. It's going and to be done. like this. Shit. <laughs> in the end, thumbs up for the postman. I get a final thought. You get a final thought. How okay. about that? <laughs> okay, let me get my phone. And I'll set a timer for you, sir. How many did I get? You did got, you? um... Oh, shit, I don't know. Okay, well, doesn't yeah. matter. I'll, I'll you got look. a nice amount, at least five, I think, in there. That's pretty oh, good. man, I was expecting to get more than that. Okay, <clears> let me know <throat> when you're ready. Let's do it. And Go. Got Vendetta from 1986, directed by Bruce Logan. A sexy stunt woman gets her, which she's not, gets herself thrown into prison to avenge her sister's death because her sister was pushed over by a butch lady and drugs and stupid shit and nudity. No, not, no, not actually not nudity. It's awful. T- terrible, terrible garbage piece of shit. I hated it. Next up is, um, uh, Naked Vengeance. Uh, great title, but meh movie. Uh, this is a beautiful woman. Basically, her husband gets, not basically, her husband gets straight up murdered in the beginning, so she moves to the country to where her mom and dad's, where she gets gang raped. Yay! <laughs> awful. Um, then she gets her revenge, and the police are awful because they are trying to get her, and I'm like, it's like the world's worst situation possible ever for this lady. Like, everything she does, like, she just gets shit on for 90 minutes, and I have to watch it, and Anyway, uh, you'll like my mother from 1972. This is a uh, movie of a girl, pregnant lady goes to this house because her husband died in Vietnam. She wants to meet her her uh, late husband's mother, which of course her late husband's mother is a complete raging bitch, crazy actually, and um, she. she all but beats her her other daughter and uh, twists and turns, kind of. And it was okay. But it, in the grand scheme of things, I I hated the mother so much. I hated her. I Every frame of the movie, I'm like, someone murder, straight up murder this bitch. I hate her so bad. And it just, it didn't happen. Um, so eh, it was, it was okay. Um, next up is 
Uh, shit, um, wrong turn for the beginning. Um, guess what? This, or no, I'm sorry, bloody beginnings. This is, uh, part four of the wrong turn series, and I've watched this far too many times because it's not a good movie, but it is really, really gory, and there is, yeah, so much nudity. I mean, it's to the point where it's like, I get it, much like Death Race. I'm like, I get it. Okay, it's, thank you, De- uh, Declan O'Brien, director, you, I get it. You like that, which I guess I do too, but uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, every now and then some practical effects would, uh, show up and I was, I was all on board for that. And, uh, but all in all, I, uh, when it was done, I'm like, why did, why did I watch that like for the third or fourth time enough until next year? Um, next up is Murder Rock. This is Lucio Fulci's, uh, something that exists that I've watched, w- and again, way too many times. It's not good, but I bought the Blu-ray. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's from Scorpions. I like this. I want to support them. And, uh, it's, uh, the killer uses a, a needle. He, the needle goes in the heart, you see, the, the booby heart area and kills him that way because it's bloodless. I'm like, what? Dude, you're Lucio Fulci. Why are, why? Why would you have a needle that, that's how you, and it's flash dance with a killer with a needle. That's all it is. And it, ugh. um, Rambo 3. Ugh. You're done. <laughs> and I actually finished my review of Rambo 3. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, go on. I, I want to hear about Rambo 3. Because I'm going to watch it on your voodoo, probably. Okay. Um, <laughs> the transfer's good. And John Rambo cracks wise. And Troutman is a... Uh, it was it was okay. Uh, it was just too much of a good thing after part two. It's like, how do we make this bigger and whatever? And it doesn't... It doesn't work. Um, at first, he's still that troubled, you know... Vietnam vet, which is fine, but then once they get to the actual action, it just, then they start to add this comedy, and I'm like, it doesn't work. If they would have taken the comedy out, shortened the movie uh, by a good 15 minutes, then it wouldn't have been too bad, but uh, the baddies are okay, and their the helicopter stuff is cool, but all in all, nah. It, it's by far the least of the Rambo series, by far. Uh, by my count, I got nine, and you got five to six, depending on Rambo. Ah, oh, I thought I really did good there. T- let me see. Tell me if I miss any. Vendetta, Naked Vengeance, You'll Like My Mother, Wrong Turn, Murder Rock, Rambo. That's six. Did I miss any? No. I know that's six, but I gave, gave you an extra minute for Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, okay. Any of those tickle your fancy? <laughs> no, you did good. I liked it. Okay, I wasn't sure if there was any then there that you were like, whoa, let's back that train up. Let's talk about that more, which I oh, tried no. to... Oh, no. Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm good. I Maybe wrong to... turn four. I'm never opposed to seeing some boobies, yeah, I guess. I mean, I oh my goodness. And it's like there's a lesbian couple in there. And I mean, like, it's long, lingering shots of... <laughs> All right. We're doing that. <laughs> uh, okay. Last round. Okay. What do I get off that? Okay, here we go. Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. Yeah, this movie whipped ass. I, I was nervous about a sequel to Sicario that didn't have the same director in Denis Villeneuve, but you know what? They did a pretty damn good job. I mean, there were a couple of shots where I was like, okay, Denny would have made that more artistic, or he would have made that more of a wow factor, or would have had a better line there, maybe. But that being said, nitpicky complaints, nothing major, nothing I could even seriously point to. Uh, I, I'm not going to spoil it because it's still kind of a fresh movie. 
uh, there was a thing there in the third act where I was like, oh, don't do this. We're not going to do this. And they did it. And I was like, damn it. But then they rectified it by mm-hmm. being like, haha, gotcha. And I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> and it was not hard for me to buy that at all because I've seen that in other books and movies, that kind of injury. Let's just put it yeah. there. Uh, so I, that, that wasn't hard for me to believe it. Just the way that the person that got injured was wrapped up before he got injured. You didn't know where that injury occurred. And then yeah. when they became unwrapped, you're like, oh, oh, you're good. Okay. I'm, that's fine. Um, so I'm, 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 um, <laughs> uh, good movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Shitty and grin the whole time. And I'm glad they, they brought back the tones of the of the previous score because that is what makes it kind of a almost horror movie feel like it just oh it just feels like there's impending danger at every turn when that no 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 noise whatever it is it wasn't mm-hmm. quite as good as the first time but it was it had the same idea where would you put this like with regards to the first one is it i think it's right in line with the first one the first one might be a maybe a smidge better but I, they're neck and neck to me. I agree. I completely agree. That being said, the score for this movie is almost kind of on hold because there has to be a part three mm-hmm. and I have to, it feels like half the story uh, for the sequel. The first yeah. one, a complete arc. This one, it feels like I only got half of it the way that it leaves off. Agreed. And I want that second half yeah. and I give it to this guy again. I don't know who directed this one, but give it to him. Let him yeah. finish out the story, make that third part, and you know what we want to see. We want yeah. we want oh. the killing, lots of killing to continue. Yep, I loved this movie. I I was I went in with me you know kind of middling expectations, uh, but this was really good. And man, I mean, hard R rated action, hard R. Wow, there's my wow. Hey, wow. See? <laughs> uh, to that, I'll say um. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I um, I liked it so much that, um, or it was so cool that it actually shut my projector down. Like I was watching it, and finally, beep, beep, beep. My projector was like overheating. I'm like, you know what? I, I accept that because this movie is so ass whipping that my projector was like, I'm out. I'm done. I I'm done for the night. <laughs> you turn around, the projector is dumping uh, toilet cleaner on his head. Toilet, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something's not working, boss. As vomit just oozes out of the side. <laughs> But literally, it it overheated. It was it the the bulb got too hot for that movie. So wow. I, I guess bravo, Sicario too. <laughs> you did your job. <laughs> you win. Uh, okay, I can either review Hold the Dark or you can review that, and it'll be the last one of the night. Um, let's end on that one, I guess. I'll let you go first then. Okay. Did you do two there? Was that? I just did one. That's why I was saying like we're we're getting on in time. We got okay. Prep. Okay, so uh, let's finish up with Hold the Dark, then. This is another Netflix original, and this is one that our our dear, dear friend Stephen Miller said, Dudes, you gotta check this out. And finally, I'm like, you know, I've got this little pocket of time before my Vinegar Syndrome order shows up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out Hold the Dark. And my lord, am I glad I did. What a fantastic movie. I... I loved this movie. It is not the feel-good movie of the year. In fact, it's one of the more dark, depressing movies. Uh, One that I was thinking about long after the credits rolled. Uh, This is from director Jeremy Salner, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He made Green Room, 
um, Blue Ruin. So it's that, it has that feel, very much that feel, uh, of this oppressive darkness with spurts of really, really harsh violence. Uh, we, I know that we've, we've thrown this on the roulette several times, but real quickly here, uh, after, I'm just reading the IMDb synopsis. After the deaths of three children suspected of being killed by wolves, writer Russell Core is hired by the parents of a missing six-year-old boy to track down and locate their son in the Alaskan wilderness. And uh, I, I'm hard-pressed to find anything I did not like about the movie. The ending is, I think, very uh, divisive because when it ended, I'm like, oh, what? But then the more time I had to think about it and I p- kind of pieced certain things together... I'm like, okay, I think I know why it ended like that. And I think that we should go spoiler on this so that we can I discuss agree. it. Okay. But, uh, there is an, there is an action sequence midway through this movie that. Full spoiler, I, everybody. Spoiler, spoiler. Yes. Spoiler. I'm wild spoiler. Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> that, uh, well, okay, where do we begin? Because <laughs> there's so uh, much okay. going on in this movie. <laughs> uh, let me give you my initial thoughts first and then we'll start breaking okay. down everything. Um, um, <laughs> I can't not do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I give the movie thumbs up too. I quite enjoyed it. I and I liked it better than Green Room because uh, you said oppressively heavy, dark, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I don't get as much of that with this movie as I did with Green Room. I felt like Green Room was. I felt more depressed through that movie than I did this one. That's because I didn't know where this movie was going, which is one of my biggest positives about this movie. It changes direction every 10 minutes. Whatever mm-hmm. you, the hell you think this movie is going to be. Okay, for people like me who are constantly trying to figure out what's going to happen. Every 10 minutes, it shifts in a way that I didn't see coming. Wow. Okay, crap. That really changes what's going to happen next, or what I'm predicting mm-hmm. to happen next. And I loved that part of it. The ending, you say, is going to be divisive, and you're not wrong. That is my biggest negative of this movie, is I did not entirely love the ending. I didn't hate it. I understand after thinking about it for a couple days, I think I understand why he did it because this is one of those movies where when people start bitching about there's no original movies, everything's a remake, everything's a sequel, everything's a prequel. Then you get a movie like this Mm -hmm. where I feel this is a very original concept and idea. Like most of his movies are I credit where credit is due. Yeah. This dude's a hell of a writer. And you may not like it, but you haven't seen anything quite like it. And so, in that respect, as I've had time to, to digest the ending, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll accept it. I kind of wish there would been a had been a better ending. I don't want to say a more decisive ending, because I didn't necessarily want the bad guy caught, and I didn't necessarily want the good guy killed. Mm-hmm. But we were, we it just, the movie just sort of ended. I feel like he didn't, there were, weren't, I feel like there wasn't a great ending. It just ended. And I, I didn't, I didn't want either of them to die, but I thought we, there could have been something interjected there to uh, have made it a conclusive ending. Yeah. Or, or at least a stopping point. Like there would have been another massacre set up with the, the bad guy and, uh, the hero would have saved a couple of people, and but it would have meant the bad guy got away, and then the bad guy got away. Okay, okay that would have been easier to deal with. At least something happened. Whereas this was just like, and bye-bye. Huh? What? What? I, oh, here's my wife or daughter, I guess. And Huh? Anyway. Now, 
you were talking about the big action scene. Well, yeah. So my well, there's a great action scene midway through with uh, it looks like an M60 machine gun and. <laughs> Many people lose their lives in gory fashion in in that scene, and it just keeps going and going and going. And it was it was a brilliantly filmed scene, so tense. I'm like, this is this is crazy. Uh, it was great, but I want to talk about the ending a little bit more because I want to I want to share my thoughts on the sure the whole point of the movie and the ending and how this ties in with wolves is what I think. Um, you did get we're spoiler here. You they're twins. You got that right. Who? The the lady with the kid and the the vet. They're they're brother sister. What? That's oh yeah, they're brother and sister. She one time said I've never I've never not known him, and then there's a picture of them as little kids with a, it looks like a family picture. I'm like, oh they're they're either twins or they're brother and sister. And they one other person says, Oh, you got the same they you have the same eyes and Hair is her or whatever. I'm like, the, everything points to them being siblings, which I did not get that at all. But you, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I'm, you're. I remember those lines and that stuff. I, I just didn't pick up on that. You're, pre- yeah. you're absolutely right. I think I, that's that's how I took it. As like when it was done, I'm like, they they kind of look the same. And then the fact that he doesn't kill her, he actually is going back to protect her. Where they go back to this this little hot spring or whatever where they had sex to conceive their boy. And honestly, I would go so far as to say she killed her son because her son may or may, this is just me, may or may not have actually been the one that killed those other kids. Uh, because there was a scene oh. with the, I mean, there's a scene with the dad talking to the son and like, you know, you've you got to kill. There was something about, you know, when he's, when yeah. they're doing the whole. So that's one way of looking at it where she, she, He's this kid is a product of inbreeding, and but then why she, did she kill him over that? Because they were the family promoted that. I thought I, she, I thought she killed the kid out of revenge to I, that she was mad at the husband or, or I, I don't brother think, for leaving. Yeah, I, or to, to get him back. I'm not sure if it was to get him back, but then they go off into the wilderness to to. I don't think that they're going to live happily ever after. I, I mean, this place is so so away from humanity, like. I actually took it literally when the one Indian guy said, when they said, like, a, a city in, in California, and the guy was like, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what that is. I, I think they were that secluded. Like, it is away from all of humanity. Um, all I civilization. Think, yeah, all civilization. And I think that the guy, I the way I took it is almost a parallel to wolves. And, like, this guy lived with the wolves. Oh, it, it 100% was a yeah. parallel to wolves, but I did not pick up on that. And that changes a lot for me, not necessarily with the ending. I still feel like it was just a yeah walk-away ending. But um, that changes a lot with why he didn't kill her. and Because I was like, what the... I just want you to kill this bitch. I yeah. just... No, but, I think he, he came back But that changes to- everything because... You're pro- I, man, you're right. I'm going to watch this again, and I'm going to watch it with a different set of eyes because... What did they say about when they were killing their young? You remember yeah, the, the stuff about the wolves killing their young, and I'm like, this is all like they're they're doing some inbreeding. They're brother and sister, possibly twins. And again, this is I this is just open to interpretation. But they made enough they made enough references to like I've known him all my whole life. I've never not known him. And then they see we see the picture of them them as little kids. I'm like, wait a minute. That's probably brother or sister stuff going on. So they're already. Uh, I, I didn't make that connection. I still just thought that they just maybe family. Yeah. There's no memory without you in it, Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, 
Ew. Ew. kill our young. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the end, I just felt like we, they are kind of uh, human versions of wolves. And he survives because he sur- he can survive with wolves. And they let him go because, I don't know, It's there's so much going on in this movie. And even her wanting him to strangle her in the beginning, um, hey, it was like, okay, I... I think that she wanted to admit what she did, and I, it's there's. Oof. Anyway, there you go. That's okay, no. You've brought to light things that I definitely did not pick up on. Yeah, I'm curious what Steve, uh, our sometime co-host Steve Miller, thinks about this movie, and th- maybe he. I'm curious what he picked up with with the movie. I'm sure the next time we have him on, he'll let us know. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Are this is going to go supernatural to where they're going to try and bring the kid back?" But they weren't. I don't believe that. That's when they buried their kid in the, the like the, the Indian blood and they buried him in the snow in that box. I, I did I still I had questions about it. It was like, what the hell are they doing that for? And yeah. I, I think have, they're just a pack of wolves and they killed one of their young and now they're gonna I don't know, go have another I don't know. <laughs> I anyway. Why were why were they digging them up again though? Were they gonna eat them? Maybe I or I don't know. They they were they were fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> The other question I had is, I, because you have the uh, Inuit aspect of it, which is mm-hmm. like Alaskan Indian or whatever, uh, why did that one guy help him so much? Because, well, I believe because his um, his child was killed, maybe even by this guy's this this guy's boy, right? But th- he didn't know that. He just he wants to help. Like this guy also lost his child. So, uh, and the, the the whole thing with the cops uh, that. They didn't help out at all, and so it was all kind of a revenge. So maybe he type of thinks thing. that it was wolves, and he has the spirit of the wolf, and yeah, he's helping out his spirit brother. Yeah, something like that. That's kind of how I took that as I think. But damn, good movie. Maybe a lot. I mean, I was thinking about this one for a while after credits rolled. And gigantic, huge, uh, seventy millimeter. It looked like yeah. frames of uh, Alaska scape. That I, I there were a few times during this movie where I was like. This should be seen on the biggest screen mm-hmm. possible, but wow. Yeah, this did feel like something that could, well, that ending is so out there that I'm not sure how good this would have done in the theater. I know that Blue Room didn't, or uh, Green Room didn't do so so good. His movies are not, uh, like, they're, they're not, not the type audience of movie. friendly. No, they're not. And this one isn't, here isn't either. I This is easily in my top ten of the year, but it's not for everybody, for sure. Man, I just wish they had more of a conclusive ending. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was my one thing. Like, okay, what happens to that couple other than that? Are they just going to continue to be kind of like wolves and go live in the wilderness or whatever? Are they going to, are they know, do they know they're just going to die and they're just going to whatever? I, I assume they're just going to go live and be wild and be yeah, crazy. That's, they're tired, tired of hiding it. And they're just, yeah. I, I never picked up on any of that shit with the girl though. With her, I was like, you're just a crazy bitch. Yeah. Uh, and he should kill you. And I want yeah. him, I want to watch that yeah. happen because you killed the kid. Yeah, but then when that, when it all comes to pass, I'm like, oh, he's actually out to, yeah, he's grieving his son, but he's out to protect. But his. what sucks is, is for most of the movie, you think that, that, this is again where this movie like shifts every 10 minutes. They set it up in the beginning, oh, he's fighting for his country, he's in Iraq. Then they go to him in Iraq, and mm-hmm. he sees one of his other soldiers raping an Iraqi woman, and he, absolutely stabs the dick out of him, which I loved. I was, he just wa- sneaks up on the guy and is just like, 
stick, 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 like totally a prison. Yeah. Just, oh, it was great. And then he gives the knife to the woman to let, oh, you can go finish him off. Zero emotion on his face. So at that mm. point, when they say, uh, you know, the Inuits were saying he's got the wolf in him, I'm thinking, okay, he's a psychopath. He's one of those guys like Dexter. He's just a total psycho. He has no, uh, emotional reaction to anything it could be here's a picture of a tree here's a dirty rotten filthy melting corpse it, the same reaction it's, he's yeah. a lunatic but then he come. then when he shoots the cops i'm like okay wait now now i don't know what's going on i thought he was just a psychopath but he had a course for justice but then he gets out remember he shoots those two cops oh yes yes right after he gets out of the hotel yeah. uh, the, the hospital or whatever and it's out of nowhere. It's him and that other guy. And I'm like, whoa, wait, again, another, that's another shift in the movie. It was another 10 minutes where, okay, wait, what? I thought this guy was a justice guy, but it turns out he's like, nah, I'm just going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, you heard of me? Bye. Yeah. The only person he didn't kill was the woman with the Coke bottle glasses at the hotel who took pot shots at him. Yeah. 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 I even wondered if, um, if the lady that rescues him in the end, if that was like their... You know, this brother or sister, if that was their mother or something, and this how that, that whole family tree thing, and uh, I don't wait, know. Wait, lady who rescues him at the end, what do you mean? The um, the wolf guy. The guy that gets shot with the arrow. Like, he gets rescued. Like, he, you think he's going to die, but then this lady comes and rescues him. Was it a lady? I thought it was a dude. I thought it was a lady, wasn't it? Well, it's hard to tell. They're all wearing hats and I know. winter gear, and I... And, and again, I was just like painting this picture of this this little town where there is everybody knows everybody and there's but they were far away from that little town because they took a yeah. plane to get where they went yeah man such a good movie Oof. it was it was <laughs> it, it, it's one of those that you got to digest because like i said yeah. if you're one of those people that you're absolutely sick and tired of the sequels and prequels and remakes and blah 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 blah, go watch this and if you yeah. complain about it then then i i, I don't have yeah. a lot of forgiveness for that yeah. for people complaining about this movie because it's like dude it's Different. It's different and new. You yeah. may not like it, but here's different. If you yeah. don't like that, then go watch your sequels. Yeah, and for for me, like I was thinking about it for a long time afterwards. That's that oftentimes does not happen. Where okay, that movie's done. Moving on to the next movie. Where this one here, I'm like, oof. Well, I think this and this and this because you know I'm like, oh, what if you know what if it was the little boy because of how the dad was talking to the little boy about you got to be a killer or whatever. I'm like, what if the little boy was the one that was murdering the other kids in in the town, and that's why. Mama killed him because he was already a corrupted cub or whatever. It is, a, it is a good point. That is a very distinct possibility. But if they were both, I mean, if she's a killer too, and why would they discourage it necessarily? I know. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe she just got tired of hiding. I seriously felt like she killed the kid to get back at the guy for leaving, going yeah. to Iraq. Yeah, or just that, to get him to get him to come back. Yeah, but she would know that he's going to come back and kill her. But they didn't. I mean, they met up in their little hot spring and they all was kind of forgiven. Yeah, I, that, <laughs> yeah, with the hand of the throat, though. Yeah. She was... Man, those masks are creepy. Yeah. I love that guy. Whichever uh, Skarsgård that is, yeah. he's, he's good. He was the one from True Blood. Yep. And anyway. Tarzan. Yes. Okay, we got to wrap this up. Uh, coming soon. For me, I made another giant haul of VHS... As I keep saying, I'm going to quit doing, but I keep somehow finding them, so... Uh, M.A.S.H. Have you ever watched M.A.S.H., the movie? I have never seen that. I haven't either, but everybody talks about it, and I really like that director, so I'm going to... I got that on VHS, I'm going to give that one a watch. 
a whole bunch of VHS shit. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, Gremlins, American Ninja 5. Another canon release, buddy. Ooh, yeah, uh, part it's a, five? It's a canon VHS. Come on, I paid a dime for it. And a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I also got a bunch of voodoo, voodoo codes, so... Uh, there will be more shit watched on the voodoo. New, newer stuff. Uh, what about you? Um, I've got the Critters box set. Now, granted, I reviewed Critters about a little over a year ago, but I went to very quickly go through those again at some point uh, on the show. Like, talk about especially the transfers and the special features. The, um... Actually, Scream Factory screwed up and there not not Scream Factory, but Walmart screwed up. Not to keep going here, Walmart screwed up and actually released or had a price drop on the Critters box set from Scream Factory, like a good price. And so immediately Amazon price matched, and it lasted for a very very short amount of time before it was caught, and then it was jacked way 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 back up again. But I was lucky enough to grab it for a really good price. Otherwise, I would no. But anyway, there's a uh, what you get it for. Come on. Uh, for a little over 40 bucks for oh, four movies. Bad. That's yeah, regular price right now is like, uh, 70, 75. So, all right. Um, so those, um, and Ash versus Evil Dead. I am, that was the show that I was talking about. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go through all three seasons of that show. Which uh, I already, ha- you already watched one and two, right? I already, no, just the first, uh, the first season I already watched, which I'm actually starting from the beginning, so I'm gonna, Go from the beginning on, and I'm halfway through season one. So, How, did I watch season three? I think so. I thought that you watched all of them. I've only watched the first season. Okay. Well, you'll like it. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, and then Scream Factory or Scream Factory. Uh, and then, <laughs> whew, not Scream Factory. Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, Dear Dead Delilah. Uh, Mausoleum. I'll probably hold off on that one for a little bit because I just watched it. Uh, The Children. Um, oh, good God. I mean, a long list of vinegar syndrome stuff is heading towards movie freaks. <laughs> Yay. Hey, are, you, are your kids excited about the, the Detective Pikachu Pokemon movie? Oh, my goodness. That preview was actually on uh, in front of the Grinch. And, I mean, they both went wild. They're like, whoa, whoa, what? Uh, and Ryan Reynolds is doing the voice of Pikachu, yeah. Pikachu. So I think go. that's hilarious that only yeah. he can hear him. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, that one. There will probably take the kids to see that one. That's they are so into Pokemon. But um, there you go. And uh, who, who knows what else is going to come up? There. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah. That, well, my wife came home from work because we've gone so long now that the kids <laughs> have been come, come downstairs. Uh, yeah, yeah, we need to wrap yeah. this up because yeah, they're about to start screaming and fighting. Okay, that's it. I'm done for now. <laughs> and Christmas movies, of course. Yeah. Well, we already watched Elf, so I think I'm good. Other than I, I think it's <laughs> finally a, it's finally a year for Die Hard. I think uh, and Silent Night, Deadly Night, of course. Of course. But I got to check out that 4K transfer on your Voodoo. Please do. Oh my gosh, they're just down here. Just they're just running around screaming. Like, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks, guys. Yep. Hey, we got through a whole episode, so this sure. is good. All right. I'm wow, and goodbye. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening.
Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.